Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It's called the judgment. That's for a reason, because we're going to be judged into how we did as investors. Now, some of you are going to have this mentality. Pastor Mark, I could really care less. As long as I get into heaven, I don't really care. That's a pretty sorry attitude. You were saved by God's grace. Nobody here deserved it. How could you have that attitude? That shows me something. And maybe it shows me you're not even saved. It seems that maybe we Christ followers aren't as informed about what responsibilities we have as we should be. The Apostle Paul was adamant about what not only we would receive from God as saved ones, but also about what our responsibilities were now that we'd been saved. It's not often that we hear about the judgment that all Christians will have at the end of the age. Pastor Mark is teaching about what God expects those who claim to follow Jesus to do and how to live and the need to constantly evaluate ourselves. We don't want to find ourselves on the outside of heaven looking in. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, JSC. So the more they listened to Paul teach, which was the word of God, the more they listened to him, and the more they began to think about it, he says, I know the Holy Spirit is going to open your eyes and it's going to become clear. That's why Satan wants to get us out of the word of God. Now, we have the written word of God today. In a million Bibles and a million forms and radio programs and pastors and teachers and all kinds of things. We have so many ways. But Paul is just saying this. Approach the word of God submissive and expectant. So I want to say to you this morning that maybe don't get this principle yet. That God should always be in the center. And that means if you're going to have the heart of God, you will have the heart to pray and look for an open door to share the gospel, plus all the other things, the investing of your time and your resources and your gifting. You will have it. So if you don't get it quite yet, I just want to say to you this morning, be submissive to what you're hearing me say. Be expectant because God's going to open your eyes. And the reason I want you to open your eyes is those two appointments Paul's going to teach us about affect you and me greatly. You see, there is a day coming And Paul's going to teach us about that, where as we do this, there's going to be consequences. Present day actions have eternal consequences. Present day actions have eternal consequences. You see, there's a day coming of accountability. 
Paul knew that. So he's basically saying, please get it. Please get it. I can't, I can't get it. To, you please get it. Just be ready. Get it. Now, there are two future appointments coming. Two. So I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and just look him in the eye. And I want you to say this. There's two future appointments coming for me. Go ahead and do it. Just All right, I'm watching you. Make sure you're saying it. There's how many? Two. Are they in the future? Yes, they're not coming today, although they could. There's two future appointments coming. Now, this week, I had an appointment. I got in the mail my driver's license renewal. You've been to the office too, I see. The line's coming out till Jesus comes. So I had the sheet. I had an appointment. I had all the things I had to get ready for. And so I had to make sure I had my passport, my social security card, my voter registration, my car insurance, and of course, my checkbook. Those are all things I had to have, and I had to get there. And I wanted to have them ready because I knew they're going to look for all those things. If I don't have one of them, I got to go back home and then get in that line forever again. So I wanted to be ready for the appointment. So Paul has passion to finish the race well, not just his, because he was responsible for the people he taught. And so all Paul is saying is, I want you to get ready today for the appointments that are coming in the future. And Paul began to write in some of his other books about these appointments. So let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 9. And we're going to see the first appointment we have. There's where you can see Hebrews, all two-thirds basically through the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. This is going to be the first of our two appointments. And if you like to write in your Bible, I'll show you how to do that because it's a good reminder for all of us. Paul says this in, in Hebrews nine twenty-seven. Just as man is destined to die once, so that's the first statement, and after that, the judgment, that's the second statement. So here you can write, if you want to die, you can just write a number one in front of that. Face judgment. You can write a number two about that, and we'll get there in a moment. So in that verse are the two appointments everybody, not just Christians, everybody will have in the future. So first thing you want to write this morning is this one. Our first appointment will be death. Our first appointment will be death. Now, really, nobody here is going to initially argue about that. The latest statistics, I just saw them Saturday, 100 out of 100 people die. (laughs) Shouldn't surprise you. Not 99 out of 100 die. Every one of us will die. But even that appointment, even that truth, Satan lies about it. Let me just give you three quickly. Satan has a lie, and it goes like this. Death ends it all. Annihilism. In other words, there are people that have listened to the lie of Satan, and they deny this, 
They deny this truth, and here's what they say. When I die, I bought the farm. That's it. I go into the ground. I'm fertilizing for somebody's nice fruit or potatoes, organic. I'm organic fertilizer, and that's it. Well, how do I know that's not true? Let's look at the verse. Don't look at me. Look at the verse. Just as man is destined to die once, it doesn't have a period. And after that, what? Say it with me, the judgment. So death is not what? It's not the end. I don't care what you believe. You might be here and say that. Pastor Mark, I'm gone. When I die, that's it. Or you're going to be very surprised. That is not it. God has already told us, after that, a first appointment, we have a second appointment. Well, here's another lie from Satan. After you die, and we have this a lot in our in our county now, we never used to really have this in America. It was all Eastern, Eastern religion. But we have this now. We have lots of Indians. We have lots of Thai people. We have lots of Asians who believe in what? Reincarnation. And what do they say? After you die, you can come back time and time and time and time again till you finally get it right, Nirana, whatever. Well, that's a lie. How do I know it's a lie? Look back at 927. Look back at 927. Just as man is destined to die, how many times? There's your answer. Well, that's it. There is nothing in the Bible about coming back as an animal, as something else. We die, then the judgment. But there's another lie. Some of you have this from your backgrounds. After you die, there's an intermediate place you can go if you, quote, weren't good enough. And someone can either pay you out or pray you out of that into heaven. I have to say to you, that's not true. That's false. See, when you die, you have two destinations. And it's set the moment you die. There is no place in Scripture where we're told... That after you die, you can rearrange your schedule a little bit and get to the place you want to get to. Impossible. So there's an urgency. So Satan brings all those lies. So my first appointment, it was death. Here's what you want to write. My second appointment will be to face God's judgment. And right after that, you can write these little words. For the individual person, there's two judgments. There's two judgments. One for believers, one for unbelievers. Now, you may, if you looked up here today, saw these three podiums, thought, well, maybe I have a split personality. I'm going to be over here, a little Dr. Jekyll, a little hide over here a little bit and teach you. No, this is really God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No, here's what it is. This is going to be the judgment for believers... And this is going to be the judgment for unbelievers. So we have two appointments, one with death, second, judging of God. You will be at one of these two judgments. The determining factor, what you do with Jesus. It's as simple as that. Now, so when you and I die, because we're spirit beings, we live on forever. And after death, we will face this amazing judgment. 
Now, let's look to 2 Corinthians, if you will turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And we'll begin to look at the first judgment, which is only for believers. Toward the end, I'll talk to you about the second judgment that's for unbelievers. And let me just say this to you. You want to make sure this is the judgment you're at for believers. Because you're going to see in a moment, the the outcome of this judgment is heaven. The judgment for unbelievers, you don't want to be here. Because the outcome is hell forever. Both of those destinations, secure, final, unchangeable. Now, some of you that are not believers yet, listen up. And I'm praying God makes it clear to you, this is where you want to get to. All of us that are believers just go, I'm cool. Well, not yet. It's called the judgment. That's for a reason. Because we're going to be judged into how we did as investors. Now, some of you are going to have this mentality. Pastor Mark, I could really care less. As long as I get into heaven, I don't really care. That's a pretty sorry attitude. You were saved by God's grace. Nobody here deserved it. How could you have that attitude? That shows me something. And maybe it shows me you're not even saved. Because Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So there has to be some kind of responsibility as we look at that. So look at, look at verse chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, JSC, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now, the first thing you want to ask is, when you look at this verse, circle the word we. Who is we that Paul's talking to? Paul is talking to a church at Corinth. He's talking to believers, Christ followers, Christians, people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. So he says... All believers are going to appear at this judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. Now, let me ask you a question. How do I get there? Well, here's the confusion in our world. Take a look. Paul wrote this too. Ephesians. Paul says this. God saved you. You became a Christian. You became a Christ follower by his special favor. In other words, by by grace. We didn't deserve it. Paul didn't. Remember, he was killing Christians. When you believe, you have to believe. And you can't take credit for this. It's simply a gift from God. Here's the big one. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. So what does Paul say? Salvation is not a reward. Not a reward. If this represents heaven, the outcome of this is heaven. How do most people think you're going to get to heaven? You just saw it. Good works by being a good person. Paul says specifically, no, no, you can't be good enough. You will never get there by being good enough. You're going to be at the wrong one because you don't get it. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. You're not good enough. Now, how did I get here? Watch me. I think I'll make it very clear. What's the difference between this judgment, which ends in heaven, and this judgment that ends in hell? One thing. There's only one thing that separates me from God. That's my sin. All of us were born sinners. So if I don't take care of my sin problem, 
There's no way I can live with a holy God. So how did I get here? Who took care of my sin problem? Jesus Christ took care. And when did he do that? When did Jesus pay the penalty for sin? What was the penalty for sin? Death. When did he do that? On the cross. So my sins have already been judged on the cross by Jesus. I wasn't good enough. Only forgiven people go to heaven. But my sins have already been judged by Jesus on the cross. By the way, if you're an unbeliever, your sins have already been judged. But you have to receive that gift. You see the difference? So what will happen to an unbeliever, you'll see it at the end, is they have never asked for God to forgive them, to put their sins on Jesus, and to accept him as Savior. Because of that, they're going to be judged, watch me, they're going to be judged for their sins. And the number one sin, John 16 says, is that they didn't believe that Jesus was the only way to God. And let me ask you again, what is the penalty then of sin? Death. Eternal death. Death in the Bible equals separation from God forever. That's the gospel I just presented to you. Now, if I'm a believer, I didn't get here because I'm good enough. I got here because of God's grace. And as I got here, it's because I'm forgiven. Now, you don't have to necessarily write it, but I want you to follow it with me. Here's the judgment seat of Christ. Now, who's going to believe there? Who's going to be there? Only believers. Only people who accepted Jesus Christ. I'm, who's going to be there? Just Calvary Chapel people. All the rest of the world. Give me a break. Anybody that's a believer, full-on believer in Jesus Christ. What's going to happen there? Salvation is already complete. This judgment is going to happen in heaven. You're already in heaven. So it has nothing to do with salvation. You're already there. Is it clear? Okay, I got to this judgment because I'm a believer. It happens in heaven. I'm already, it has nothing to do with my salvation. My salvation is a gift. Now, what's going to be judged there? There's going to be different degrees of rewards. How I did as an investor. So there's going to be different degrees of rewards. Some loss or some gain. You'll see that in a moment. What is the final outcome? Heaven. Final outcome is heaven. By the way, shouldn't be too confusing because you're already in heaven. All right. Now, let's look at that verse again. You have it right in front of you. For we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one, every Christian, may receive what is due him for the things done, D-O-N-E, done, actions, while here, done while in the body. Let me ask you a question. How much time did you spend in your body yesterday? That's a good question. How much time did you, out of 24 hours yesterday, how much did you spend in your body? 24 hours. Uh, this next week, during the next seven days, how much time will you spend in your body? 24 hours. So what am I going to be judged by? Some people think this. Well, I'm going to be judged if I, I've, been, I, I've been to first service four weeks in a row. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to have you. But uh, is, that, is that what 
you're going to be, no, we're going to, how many times have you heard me say this? When you come to Christ, it's not an event. It's a lifestyle. So at this judgment, by the way, the judge here at both of them is Jesus. So I'm going to give a response to Jesus for how I live my life 24-7. Not just my like secular life has nothing to do with Christianity. It's only my Christian time. No, no, no. There's no such thing as secular. My life is going to be judged by work, play, home, church. It's who I am. And notice this verse, because some of you are going to think, well, is that everybody? Yes. In Romans chapter 14, notice what it says. So then, speaking to Christians, each one of us will give an account to God. So it isn't like you're looking out here and go, well, that's like for the pastors or the elders. No, 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 no. Each one of us. What did I have you turn to your neighbor and say? Two appointments. Two appointments. Remember? One's death. Nobody's going to escape that. And nobody's going to escape one of these two judgments. Now, as a Christian, when we hear the word judgment, don't go like this. No, this should actually be an excitement. Because, I mean, God knows we're not perfect. When you get there, you're not looking for 100%. Paul says, I haven't arrived. In fact, Jesus, the Bible says, God knows we're dirt. <laughs> Don't you know you're dirt? And what does that mean? I, I failed. Anybody here fail? How many fail often? Let me see your hand. Yeah. So don't be like, well, I don't want to be in the judgment. It can be horrible. <laughs> Nothing left. No. Paul says, the reason I got zealous, because I want you to understand, just put God first as often as you can and do it because you have passion and you love it. And this judgment's going to be a blast. And that's why I'm saying to you, don't look at it as bad. Our sins have already been judged. It's just going to be a great thing. By the way, when you stand before God, no excuses, nothing hidden. I'm not going to answer for you, and you're not going to answer for me. Now, look at that verse again, whether good or bad. So what does that mean? Well, I don't have time, but you can do this as homework. 1 Corinthians 3, if you'll just look there, you'll discover that God is not only going to look at the quantity of things we did with our time and our talents and giving of our tithes and offerings and using our gifts, but he's going to look at our motives. And 1 Corinthians 3 says, many of the things we do, some of you, for instance, tithe because you have to. God says, thanks for the money, but really, you're, that's, you're, there's no reward for that. And here's what you want to write. You, you'll see how clear this is. Final rewards will be based on outward service and inward motives. You see, sometimes all we're interested in is the outward. No, no, no. God looks at our hearts. Today, Pastor Mark taught us about our final judgment and rewards. It might be a surprise to find out that we're going to be judged after we're in heaven, but that's the way it is. The best thing we can do now is to prepare for that time by getting as close to God's ideal for us as we possibly can. 
After all that God's done for us and given to us, working for Him is only reasonable. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will be drawing the teaching JSCs to a close. He will finish speaking about the God potential gap and will give us more pointers on how we can close that gap. We will be hearing about our need to have a godly attitude when we're doing God's work as well as keeping our eyes on His approval rather than the temporary appreciation of men. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.